Is my mic up? Turn my music up just a little bit more. Hey, y'all. I am back with another episode of Sincerely Alicia. And um, my initial, which y'all are going to hear this again on the podcast after this one. <laughs> but my initial um, plan was to get on here and talk about toxic dads and things like that and mine and my experience with mine and um not to bash them but to um help give other people the courage to set some boundaries in their life okay but i'm not going to do that today because today is um the anniversary of my brother's death and so i decided that since i released my podcast on wednesdays if y'all have not noticed yet wednesdays is the day get you over the hump okay um i am going to uh make this tribute to my brother my brother bushan promised to some people depending on who you are mr Warren b tennessee okay um i'm gonna give y'all an herb of the day we're gonna say the herb of the day is going to be I have it in my head, y'all. Cleavers, okay? Cleavers or bed straw, okay? I don't know the scientific name for this, um, <clears throat> but cleavers or bed straw. Good for the lymphatic system, good for the kidneys, good for uh, like a blood purifier, okay? Um, not a medical professional, I'm not a nurse, I'm not a doctor. Do your own research. You cannot sue me. I am just giving you helpful suggestions that I learned and used. Thank you good day <laughs> but yeah so since today is what today is i decided that um and i'm not on camera today um i'm still working out the camera situation and as if y'all don't know that if you have a camera that's for photography it does not record for long periods of time you can't record more than like 20 or 30 minutes i did not know that until i attempted to do this and it cut off and it also died and then try to record on my phone. I think that is contingent on space in the phone. So I'm going to clear some space out of my phone because I do have a Galaxy Note. Okay. I am an Android girl. I don't fuck with iPhone. Okay. I am with the originals. Okay. Don't nobody do it like the original. Okay. It's always remixed. You know what I'm saying? So yes, I have a Galaxy Note. It takes great pictures, great videos. You just need to have the space and I'm going to, you know, load all the things that I don't necessarily need right now or no need to look at right now onto my google drive and things like that so yeah anyway um instead of talking about uh toxicity in men i want to talk about the good attributes of a special man that was in my life and um i thought that would be better to, to help people get over their hump it is going to be an emotional podcast I am not going to cry because I am a big girl now, okay? This my I can do what I want. Uh, I'm a big girl now. I'm sorry, y'all. That song is stuck in my head. <laughs> um, But, yeah. Anyway. That is so inappropriate for this podcast. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. TikTok will have you just singing anything. People, can I get to the yams? Sweet yams and i just learned that that was from an episode of martin but you know my husband wrote my black card a long time ago 
So I wouldn't have known that if y'all didn't tell me. But anyway, back to back to my brother. Um, ever since I was a little girl, I have been surrounded by men and masculine energy. Um, and so when people like try to, I'm not gonna say people, when men try to get on me about things that I say um, regarding them and things that they should be doing and um, behaviors that they need to eliminate, they always tell me, oh, you must got daddy issues. You, 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 you don't know what it's like. You, you, your daddy must not have been there. Now look, now I got issues with my daddy, but I ain't got no daddy issues. Okay, for me that 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 is there's a difference, right? Because I know what it's like to be loved by a man. I know what it's like to be protected. I know what it's like to feel wanted, to be told that I was beautiful. You know, all those things my brothers did for me. And, and though this is about Rashawn, this is also about my other brother, right? Because Rashawn learned his behaviors from somewhere, and it wasn't from his dad. His dad was, was not around either. And he learned those behaviors from our oldest brother. And um, so this is about both of my brothers, right? My oldest brother was always like my dad. Um, because he's 13 years older than me. Now, he's not old enough to be my daddy, obviously. Um, I mean, people be having babies at 13, but hey, that don't mean they old enough. They bodies just can, can do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but he's always had that, you know, dad-like energy for me because he was so much older than me. And for me, he seemed so much older because I was a little bitty baby and a little girl and a toddler and whatever. When he left home, when he graduated high school, y'all, I started kindergarten that same year to give you context if you don't realize how how long of a distance 13 years is apart from each other. I started kindergarten the year he graduated. Um, he graduated in May. I'm pretty sure I started kindergarten that August. He walked me to my kindergarten class, um, dropped me off, and I cried like the baby that I was because... What the fuck is you doing? I tell this story all the time, y'all. I bet my brother like, damn, girl, I had to go. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Um, but, um, sorry, y'all. My cousin texted me. It's about to be some drama. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a little traumatizing for me. Um, and, and when I look back at that, I realized like my brothers was like a big, um, they were a big part of my life and, um, they gave me the parts that I was missing. And I don't really think that they realized that. Like, of course, you know, big brothers are big brothers and, you know, they always carry like dad, like energy, even if they not 13 years older than me. Sean's only, um, like nine years older than me. Or like eight, and then he turned nine when I was after I was born. So like eight years older than me, and so you know, <laughs> even if they're a year older than you, they still think that they're your daddy. Because as a woman, it, it, where it's masculine and feminine energy, masculine energy always feels like it has to protect feminine energy because there's been a damsel in distress type of energy put on women. Um, and sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's a bad thing. But for me. Um, most of the time it was a good thing. I always had protection. Um, 
I've never, I mean, I've been put in situations just like other women, um, where they, you know, are, um, done inappropriately or whatever, or, you know, somebody says something inappropriate to them. Like that happens no matter what men, if you listen to this podcast, it is going to happen to your daughter at some point. I'm not talking about, oh yeah, she's going to get, you know, R I R A P E deed. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, I don't know what I was going to say, <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> but R.I.P. to my brother. Um, <laughs> but I'm not saying that she's going to get, you know, um, physically assaulted in that type of dramatic way. But I'm saying at some point, somebody's going to attempt to be inappropriate with her, whether uh, uh, by physically or, 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 or emotionally or saying something, um, you know what I'm saying, out of the way. Because men cannot shut the fuck up sometimes you know what I'm saying but for me um those things came later in life um um I I and I hung around guys y'all like like as a little girl because my brother babysat me so he took me everywhere with him and I was around dudes all the time nothing ever happened to me that was and if you think about it if you think about that that's kind of like a shit storm waiting to happen you know what i'm saying i don't know if my mom ever thought about that clearly my daddy never thought about where the fuck i was you know what i'm saying when he was out doing whatever the fuck he was doing um my mom was at work but <laughs> still the people that were responsible for me i don't like did y'all ever think about the fact that i would be around you know young men all the time Luckily, my brother was that fucking dude, right? They wasn't trying, my nigga, like that, okay? Um, there was an instance where one of my brother's friends, and I don't give a fuck if he hear this podcast or not, he probably never will, but I heard him outside of the door saying, bro, I go in there and rape your sister. No fucking lie, y'all, crazy as shit. And my brother was like, first of all, you got to get past me first. That's the first thing. And secondly, um... My stepdaddy come out the room and shoot your motherfucking ass with this shotgun. Now, mind you, my brother was just saying some shit because my daddy was not there. It was me and my brother at the house. But, you know, my brother was trying to defend the best way he could. Like, it's, it's two motherfuckers, even though he knew he was lying about the daddy part. <laughs> but it's two motherfuckers here that, that'll rock your shit if you ever attempt to do some shit like that. His, I never heard his friend say no shit like that. But, like, the fact that he thought about doing that shit is crazy as fuck. Now, my brother still hung out with this nigga afterwards. I don't know. Obviously, he took it as a joke and he didn't take it seriously, but I was scared of that boy from that point on. My brother never knew that, that I heard that, but I did. Because I, I, you know, I'm listening to their conversation. I, it's, 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 it was like, from what I remember, it was like probably like 7 o'clock at night. They on the porch because it was kind of like dust dark outside. And I remember hearing them on the other side of the screen door. He said, I ran to my room and grabbed a knife. And y'all, from that point on, <laughs> I slept with a knife under my mattress until I married Leo. And the only reason I got rid of the knife is because I didn't want him to think that the knife was for him. You know what I'm saying? The knife was for my protection. I was always scared and I was a shit. If a motherfucker come up in this, try to get up on, get on top of me, baby, they gonna have a knife right deep in their stomach. And I'm gonna twist that bitch to make sure that it's seeing good. Okay. And, and I slept with that thing, honey, under that mattress. Coming, don't ever, don't ever try me. Baby, you come up in here, they gonna be calling you out. Because stabby, stab, stab, right? 
<laughs> that's a sidebar. <laughs> but I heard my brother, you know, attempt to, you know what I'm saying, check his friend in the best way that he knew how. They was probably like 15 or 14. But the fact that he thought about doing that shit was wild as hell. My brother really should have stopped being friends with him. But of course, you know, you young, you don't really think a motherfucker serious. And maybe he wasn't serious. He didn't ever do nothing to me. I can say that. I don't know if he did something to somebody after, but he never touched me. Um, times that, you know, this guy next door, uh, he had touched my face. And he was like, um, he had said something about my brother's age. And if you don't, if you know, my brother used to, he used to lie about his age. Now, I want y'all to understand this. This is a this is a this is a tribute to my brother because today is the anniversary of my brother's death. But I'm not gonna get on here and romanticize my brother like he didn't um have imperfections. I'm I'm not one of those girls. My brother did shit like everybody else's brother. But I but I'm here to tell you how my brother was balanced and how he brought balance to my life. Understand me? But to understand that you gotta understand um the full nature of who I know him to be not who not who my other brother know him to be not who my mama you know thought that he was um not who my daddy tried to paint him out to be but who i knew him to be so and i'm gonna tell you who i knew him to be and this is through my lenses right so my brother used to lie about his age my brother had got held back one year um and so he used to lie about his age because he was embarrassed about that why he got held back i don't know because my brother had a's and b's he had the best grades out of my mom's kids she has three kids out of me and my brother, my brother had the best grade. He had the best ACT score. Um, so it was wild that, that he got held back. So I don't know what that was about. But um, so he lied about his age or whatever. And this guy was like, oh, you don't know how, I don't even know how he got on the subject. He was like, uh, something about my brother. And my brother was like, my brother's 16. He was like, your brother's 15. You stupid. You don't know how old your brother is. You stupid. He grabbed my, my cheeks. And I'm pronouncing stupid like that because we were in Indiana, so they don't have a country accent. <laughs> and, and my accent is still a little mixed, okay? I'm not on here trying to sound like nobody else, y'all. I, I pronounce words, uh, certain words differently because I grew up in two different spaces, okay? So you, you, you'll hear me say Dow when I'm talking about a doll because that is how I pronounce Dow, okay? <laughs> um. Anyway, he like, stupid little Lisey. He grabbed my cheek, stupid little Lisey. And... That pissed me off, right? And it hurt my feelings because I'm like, I know who the fuck my brother is, nigga. I've been at this nigga birthday party since that nigga turned nine. I, I know how old my brother is. And so I went and I said, Bashan, he called me stupid. He grabbed my face. He telling me I'm stupid because I don't know how old you are. And I told him, my brother's 16. Now, he was a little mad because he nigga knew he was lying. But when I said that nigga grabbed my face and told me I was stupid, he said, that nigga touched you? I said, yeah. My brother went outside, y'all, and beat the fucking shoes off, bro. <laughs> beat the fucking shoes off of him. When I tell you that, and I mention in, in podcasts or I mention when I'm talking to people that I wasn't the girl who would go and start shit with people because I knew that I had brothers and I knew that my brothers had my back. I was not that girl because of this instance right here. My brother beat the fucking shoes off this dude, Okay. In the front yard, our neighbor. Now he had to see this nigga the next day, and days and on and on until we moved. But beat the shoes off his ass. Don't touch my fucking sister no fucking more. And that was it. Mind you, my brother was skinny as fuck back in the day. Skinny and was skinny damn near until he died. But he had put on like start putting on that man weight. He was almost thirty. He was about to be thirty, and he had started putting on like a little weight or whatever. 
um, finally, but that nigga was skinny as hell. And this boy was kind of bigger, a little thicker than my brother, but my brother beat the fuck out of him. Never underestimate skinny dudes, okay? The niggas got stamina. And when you get tired, they don't get tired, okay? They, they will beat your ass, okay? <laughs> Them bony ass fists can give you a couple. Don't play with it. <laughs> don't play with it, don't play with it, don't play with it. Come on. My hit, my hitters gone. Whatever the fuck she said. But anyway, <laughs> beat the shoes off him, right? So from this day forward, I was like, I am never telling my brother anything else because I'm scared that he gonna hurt somebody. So from that experience, I handled things on my own. Um, when it came to like bullies and stuff like that, like I used to get into a few at school, and at one point I was kind of like a, a smaller and um girl or whatever that was bigger girls bigger than me and i remember this one girl i had got the tussling with y'all she was like trying to fucking bully me or whatever and i don't know if y'all ever watched spongebob i wasn't a spongebob watcher but i did watch this fucking episode okay and it was where that nigga was trying to bully spongebob and he was punching on him and, and spongebob was like falling asleep he was punching spongebob but didn't realize that he was a fucking sponge it was bouncing off that motherfucker okay and the bully ended up getting tired and SpongeBob was just like, hmm. That's how this girl was, y'all. She was that big to where I was punching her. And the bitch, the punches was landing, but they wasn't, they they had no effect. They had no effect, y'all. I just, I sat on the ground and I started crying. <laughs> I started fucking crying because I'm like, this big ass bitch is not falling. This big ass bitch will not fall, y'all. So I sat on the ground and I started crying. And, um... <laughs> and one of my oh, little friends or whatever, she was like, call your brother. She going to get her brother. And I was like, no, no. Not at the time, not thinking like, my brother's not going to hit this little ass girl. But in my head, my brother beat anybody ass up with me. So I'm like, no, we can't tell my brother. We we cannot. I'm just going to go home. It's fine. It's fine. I lost. It is what it is. She never hit me, y'all. That's, that's the thing. She never fucking hit me. I lost a battle that I was never going to win, okay? She was, she, the, the bitch had an armor on, okay? She had a goddamn knight suit on, okay? The, uh, the whole armor guy. So, all right? So, I hit her a couple times. A doopty doopty doo. She didn't fall, I fell. I didn't even get hit. I just started fucking crying. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, this is a bully and this bitch is big and she, my punches is ineffective. They was like, call your brother. I was like, nah. I walked home and never told him about that shit never still I still hadn't got I, you know I never got a chance to tell him about that day but after that I knew I was like my brother gonna step my brother gonna step don't don't play with it so I lived my life like that like I'm not gonna tell my brothers too much too much because they they'll get a little crazy and um I knew that if Bruchon was crazy then my brother Amr was crazy, right? Because the nigga learned this from somewhere. So I never told him nothing either. <laughs> um, so anyway, long story short, things end up happening with my brother, um, where he ended up moving um at 17. I'm not gonna go into that. That is definitely a podcast for another day. He wants me to go into that. I but I am not gonna go into that. Um, and if you don't know anything about me, I am a psychic medium, y'all. Okay? Dead people do talk to me. Um, yeah. So, that's what it is. If you don't like it, 
you might not want to listen to my podcast. I don't talk about that all the time. Um, even people that's close to me, I've never admitted that to them. Um, they're going to know now. But um, I just really started talking about it with some of my closest people and talking about it freely. But when I was younger, people looked at me crazy. They looked at me funny. And they didn't they, they didn't fuck with that. Because Christianity tells you that, um, you know, that's demonic and, you know, don't consult with familiar spirits and things like that. Um, but in the end of the day, that's a cult too. <laughs> I'm not in no cult. I shouldn't have said two. That's a cult. Um, I don't subscribe to any uh, set religions. They all say the same shit if you really do your research and get it boiled down to the nitty gritty. You know what I'm saying? Different variations of the same story, if you will. But, um, yeah. So, that's what I mean by like, he want me to get into it, but I'm not. That's, that's a conversation that, that I have to talk to my mother about. And um, I'm not going to do that on here. Sorry, bro. <laughs> but things happen. Um, and uh, he ended up leaving or being sent away. I said it like that. Being sent away. He doesn't want me to clean it up. <laughs> he ended up being sent away to our other brother's house. And um, I, I, I can't do him justice if I get on here and try to clean it up. He ended up being sent away. Um, he believed that that was because uh, my dad didn't want him around. If you don't know, we have, like I said, we have different dads. And uh, my dad was the one that was around at that time. He the one that was around the longest. He brought chaos, but he dipped in and out with his fucking chaos. So my brother has always felt and said that um, he was cho he was not chosen. Um, where it pertains to him versus my daddy, he did not get picked. That that's how he felt. Um, and uh, yeah, that's what it was. So um, he he ended up being sent away to Georgia with my other brother, um, and so I was left at home by myself and I. I missed him so much and I remember him packing the bag, uh, a garbage bag, after like him and my mom had got into it um, because he had skipped the class and um, he remained uh, innocent like his whole life as far as like, I don't even think that's the right word, but it's not. He, he kept that same story that he only skipped a class um, and that he was not skipping four days of school he didn't do no shit that, that other people didn't do. You know what I'm saying? I done skipped school before. I done checked myself out of school. I mean, I skipped school on senior ditch day, y'all. <laughs> Everybody did that shit. But other days, I did not skip. But I have checked. So I turned 18, I started checking myself out of school. Because I had really, really bad menstrual cycles. But that's besides the point. Anyway, um, he didn't do no shit that other teenagers wasn't, do, wasn't doing. My brother was not that kid. Um, he definitely de deserved a second chance. He definitely deserved a chance to, to speak and explain himself. Um, that's how he feels. He still feels that way. Um, but instead, he felt like uh, it was easier to send him away. Is that good, bro? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, he was sent up with my brother. Anyway, I remember the day that he packed the... Um, the, the garbage bag with his clothes in it. And he turns around and he looked at me. He said, look, um, I'm not leaving you, but I have to leave here. I got to go. I got to get out of this house with her. Um, but I want you to know that I'm not, I'm not leaving you. Um, 
but I am leaving. But I promise you I will be back. And uh, at that time, I thought, like, he leaving for a little bit and he going to come back. But, but now that I'm older, I understood that he was saying, like, I am not leaving you. This is not about you, though it is about your daddy and things like that. I am not leaving you. Um, it's not about you. And I, and I am coming back, but I'm not coming back to live. I am going to see you, is what he was saying. Um, but but I'm little. I'm a little girl. So I'm like, okay, he coming back. He did not come back. <laughs> um, that was traumatic for me. Like, we don't talk enough about how when your siblings leave the house, especially if y'all are uh, separating in age, that that's traumatic for the kids that's left in the house. Um, and parents, I need y'all to, to make sure that you're, uh, checking on your kids' emotional well-being when your oldest goes off to college. Um, they miss their younger siblings too, and their younger siblings miss them. It doesn't matter how much they fought. It doesn't matter how much they argue. You have to check on your children's mental health when one of their siblings leave because they'll fight you about their fucking siblings. These are people who... These are your first interactions with, with somebody who's different than you. Though you are raised by the same parent, you are still different people. And I try to explain that to people when they talk about my kids being homeschooled. Like, oh, they're only going to be comfortable with their brothers. That's not true. They have different, everybody has different personalities. And at the end of the day, homeschool don't make you weird. We done been next to motherfuckers that we thought was weird that spent 12 years in school that never talked to us. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, your siblings are different people. These are your first interactions with somebody that's different to you, that got different opinions to you, that's going to piss you off, that's going to make you angry, that you that you got to learn to share with, share, share a parent with, share a home with, share a bathroom with, share, sometimes share clothes with, depending on how poor you were. You know what I'm saying? So these are people that you have to learn to love. And you love them for who they are and you accepted them for who they are. And, and you love those things about them um, even when they hurt you. You know what I'm saying? And we don't talk enough about how that affects your kids that are left behind when your other kids leave the house. So when my brother left, it was just me there. And that was a big fucking thing for me because, and I'm starting to remember, like I have gaps in my memory um, around the time. And every time I tell a story, y'all would notice. And I and I noticed that about myself. Like I said, when I'm, I, I am very self-aware. And I know that every time I tell a story about my childhood, I'm always eight or nine. And I don't know if other people notice it. I asked Leo, like, do you notice that? Like, every time I tell you a story about my childhood, I'm always eight or nine. Why can't the fuck I remember anything else? Because I blocked out. Because I felt like Amra left. I felt like, um, you know, a piece of me left when he left. You know what I'm saying? That was the dad figure I had. So I was torn apart by that. Um, and then, like, when Bashan left I, or, or was sent away, he don't want me to say he left because he did not leave. He did not want to leave. He was sent away. I was just like, what about me? So now my brothers are together. I'm, a, I'm alone. And I think that all of us, my siblings, all of us went through periods of feeling alone and left out of something. Um, and I'm starting to realize that the more and more me and my oldest brother talk that we, we feel we've, we've been alone in periods of time of our life that the others didn't know that we felt like that. And, and I mean, that's everybody, right? We, that's everybody. Um, and I try to teach my kids 
that like you got a brother and you ride for your brother but not no matter what like if your brother decide you want to jump off a bridge don't you take your ass behind them you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying if you can grab a part of their body to pull them up i mean attempt to do that but don't you jump your ass behind them like boundaries though i teach them boundaries with everybody ride for your brother but still be smart about it if they doing something don't don't follow you but i try to teach them like um at some point in time your brother's not going to be here um, you have to um, learn how to live without them being here. And I try to teach them that. I try to teach them, your brothers ain't always going to be around. They ain't always going to be in the next room. They're not always going to be in the same house. They're not always going to be down the street. They might not even be in the same country as you at some point in your life. They might not even be on this earth with you no more. So I need you to know how to function without them being around. Because it's, it's taking me too long. It took me too long to learn how to function without my brother being on the earth with me. Because I never knew a day without this man. Like, he knew a day. Without, and I'm not saying it would have been easy for him to lose me versus me losing him. Because, you know, he lived life once without me. But shit, I kind of do feel like that. But I feel like, I feel like, like everybody else. And I'm not taking away nobody else's pain. But I feel like for everybody else, except his children. Um, everybody else knew a day where he did not exist for them. You know what I'm saying? Um, everybody else, you know, have has known a life without him before they were, uh, before he was born. And so, not saying that it made the it easier to get over. I'm just saying that's how I looked at it. For me, I don't know a day. I don't know a day that this man ever existed in my world. His daughter never knew a day that he didn't exist in her world. His son never knew a day in his little two years of life that my brother was alive uh, that his dad didn't exist in his world. So to lose somebody that you that you never had to live without is is very very different. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you have to learn uh, how to function without those pieces of yourself. So um, teach your kids how to function without their siblings. I do that because I know my kids are homeschooled and I don't want them to become codependent on each other. So what we do, how, this is a side note, what we do is some days they go to, um, when their godmother was here, like some people go to her house by themselves and spend the weekend with her alone. Like how to be alone and how to get individual attention because we have siblings, we have to share attention for our parents and, and for other siblings, we have to share that. And I, sometimes I find my sons going, that's my favorite, you know I'm your favorite brother and I'll be like, uh-uh. Uh-uh, now y'all will hear me say on the podcast that I have a favorite aunt. Okay, I realize that that is a contradiction. But it is what it is. <laughs> okay, anyway, I'm like, nah, don't do that. Don't isolate none of your other brothers. Y'all all brothers, all the same. Y'all got the same mom and daddy. Even if y'all had one parent alike, your siblings all the same. Don't start, no, that's my favorite sibling shit. Because at one point, at this point in your life, you and this person might be close and then y'all drift out and these other two siblings get closer and it's that's the way it go up and down it's a roller coaster some sometimes this person may be the person that's in this season that's closest to you don't isolate your other siblings though just know that this sibling has something that you need at this point in your life right um and that's something that me and my oldest brother had to learn like because he wanted to be my daddy he didn't get a chance to be my brother until now so we have to lose the middle brother and and we didn't have to do that but that's what happened when we lost him we we come closer together because 
we got to bridge that gap. There's a gap there. There's a void there. And we got to bridge it. Um, build a bridge. And get egos aside and, and come together um, so that we can live the remainder of our lives um, together. Because we have somebody missing. So we send our kids to like their grandparents' house and stuff like that um, individually. Or sometimes somebody stays with us, one person stays with us individually, go with their godmother or go over another cousin's house um, and just learn how to function as an individual and learn how to get individual attention. And like when I take them to the store by themselves, I don't let them bring stuff back for their siblings all the time. Sometimes, not all the time. They oh, I need to get something for my brothers. I'll be like, nah, this about you. Get something for yourself. You're going to eat it in the car. They don't even got to know what happened. Do that for all of them. That makes them feel special. They know how to receive love instead of always thinking about somebody else. They know how to just think about themselves. Because selfishness is a requirement as an adult. If you give all of yourself away, you have nothing for yourself. Right? So I'm trying to teach them a little bit of selfishness. You don't always have to share your shit um, with somebody else just because they, they're your sibling. I tell my oldest son all the time, put your phone up, put your headphones up. Don't let them use your shit. They're going to break it. You know they're going to break it. Put it up. I put a hook behind your door that they can't reach, that you know how to get to so that so your shit is protected. Put your stuff up. You ain't got to share that with them. If he if they ask to use his phone and he say no, it's a no. We're not going to argue about it. It's a no. If they if this brother got a tablet and you want it, it's a no. He said, nah, move on. Go find your own fucking tablet. Everybody got their own tablet. Why are we arguing about somebody else's tablet? Ah, kids, man. Anyway, so my brother left. I'm by myself. Um, and that went on for, for a few years or whatever um, where I didn't talk to him. I don't recall recall him calling. Um, I don't recall him um, coming back. And I did go to Tennessee to visit um, to visit them and um my uh, i visited my older brother and my brother lived there too and um i did visit them so i did get to see him at one point but um i also um missed them when i left i'm like this is fun but now i gotta go back and be by myself um and i think that i didn't realize how much that affected me until till now right and the reason why I get on here and, and like tell y'all these things um, is not to emotionally dump because I've already talked about these things to people. I'm telling y'all things that, that I already talked about and I worked through and stuff like that and that I am actively healing from. But I want y'all to be comfortable talk about talking about y'all feelings because there are a lot of people in the world who think that I am harsh, that I'm an asshole, that I don't have feelings. Um, because I speak my mind, I speak my truth, and sometimes that hurts other people's feelings. So people think that I can't empathize and sympathize with people when I can. I've been through things just like everybody else, but at the end of the day, I try to have accountability. And because I have accountability, I expect for other people to have accountability. And because other people don't have accountability, we don't jail. We don't jail. Because if you can't be a grown-up, and you don't even have to be a grown-up, because I teach my kids accountability. You don't blame it on nobody else. Like I just told you, my son with his phone. If your brothers break your phone, it is your fault. Why? Because we already knew that they do stuff like that, right? So you put it up. That accountability is yours. You know that this person is capable of this thing. Why the hell would you leave it laying around? 
why would you let them use it and not sit next to them while they use it? Why would you forget that they got it? You know, people forget. I won't say that. Why would you forget? People forget things. But know that your brothers do not care about your shit the way you do. So the accountability for that is yours because you know what they going to do with it. So you don't have to be an adult to take accountability. You teach your kids that shit when they're younger. So they don't be grown-ass men, grown-ass women trying to blame everybody else for their fucking problems. So let me tell you something. When you blame everybody else for your uh, problems, you give everybody else your power and you tell yourself subconsciously that you don't have any. So I can't change my situation. I can't get out of poverty. I can't get out of this relationship. I can't get away from this job because they need me or because... It's going to, nobody else will hire me or I can't become an entrepreneur because nobody would give me a loan to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's always somebody else's fault as to why you can't win. And that means you don't have any power to change the situation because you done gave it away to everybody else. When I hear people blame other people, all I hear is, I mean, I don't got the power to do it. I don't got no power. I don't got no, that's what my ears hear. That's what, that's what my ears filter through. You don't got no power to change your situation because you gave it away to everybody else. Accountability. And I won't say that it's not hard, that it's not hard to have. It is hard. But if you are somebody who is, I'm always trying to evolve. I'm always trying to learn new things and teach my kids new things and stuff like that. And my brother was like that too. And I'm seeing that in his, um, like he got books and stuff. And he has, like, stuff written in his books, like, about, uh, like, God and about, like, he was figuring this shit out spiritually. I can tell he was getting there. And I, and I, that makes me feel good because I'm like, shit, by the time I, you know, I got there, I got there a little bit earlier than, than my brothers did as far as, like, on the spiritual tip. Uh, so we all would have been having these conversations like, man, the world is crazy. And did you notice that? And did you see that conspiracy shit? Like, we like that shit. Me and my brother, if you ever think that me and, me and Amra, y'all know him as Quincy, but <laughs> if you ever think that we on the fucking phone talking shit about you, we not. We on the phone talking about money and financial stability and abundance. We on the phone talking about aliens, astrology. That's what we on the phone talking about. That's what we want to be on the phone talking about anyway. We don't always get the opportunity because life, life be life. But when we be on the phone, we be on the phone, we try to catch up for some hours and we be, t- and like, we be talking about shit that other people be like, these motherfuckers crazy. My sister-in-law done said, girl, you sound just like your brother. We had a conversation, girl, you and your brother, y'all be scaring me. <laughs> ah, but we love that shit, love that shit. But um, I can tell that he was figuring these things out. Um, and I learned a lot about him um, in the things that I've seen in his little notebooks and stuff. Because my brother did music. That's why I got on here and I said, Mr. R&B Tennessee. He sung and he rapped and um, he loved to write music and he loved to do music. And um, that's what he called himself. That's what he, he had a tattoo and everything. Um, and y'all can go find his music. His name was Promise. And you'll see him. You'll know that he's my brother. Yellow Bone. Ow. <laughs> I ain't trying to be a colorist. Don't y'all even come for me. That's my brother was yellow. Okay. Um, he got music out. Y'all go check out my brother's music. Okay. Promise. Promise. Okay. Um, 
it's hard to find. It's probably on like uh, Re Reverb Nation. That's where I be finding it. He got like a couple of songs on YouTube. They hard to find. But Reverb Nation. Go look for him on there. <laughs> um, but I learned a lot of learning a lot about him through like to his writings that, that he been writing. But back to what I was saying. Um, growing up in the house with him um, was like having a mixture of a daddy there and a big brother. He protected me. He he, he drug me around whole fucking Gary, Indiana, uh, on a bike, y'all, on mopeds. I don't know if y'all remember mopeds, but they was a little fucks you stand on when you hitching a ride with somebody. Yeah, I was on a mopeds or I was on the handlebars, depending on the day. <laughs> and we was around. We was around that mug, okay? And and my brother's old girlfriends could attest to this, baby. I was I was on I was on I was on it. <laughs> I was there. Um, and um, yeah, but like the things that he poured into me, that's that's the point of this podcast. The things that he poured into me in the meantime when he was on his um real big brother shit, he he taught me about men. So when I get on here and I tell y'all things like and I'm really talking rough to niggas, it's cause I know y'all know better. I I was raised by niggas. I know that y'all can do better. I know that y'all be knowing that what the fuck y'all be doing. Because my brothers told me that you do. I didn't learn that shit from no women. I learned that shit from men. Understand that. So I know that y'all are capable of doing better and wanting better and, and taking accountability. Now, I'm not going to get on here and say that my brother always had accountability. His baby mama's going to be like, don't do that. <laughs> that ain't what I'm saying. What I'm saying is he, he knew what the fuck he was doing. He knew it because he taught it to me. Okay. I don't know if that made it worse, but. <laughs> he knew what the fuck he was doing he knew he was wrong he taught me the game you gonna have a hard time trying to fucking play with me okay because I was taught I was poured into like and, and like my husband mentioned someone that he was like oh you got daddy issues and I was like no nah, I got issues with my daddy but never make a mistake to think that I don't know what it's like to be loved by a man that I don't know what it's like to be poured in by a man because that that is a bad mistake to make to ever assume that I don't know what that feels like. Because I do. It may not have came from the nigga who body I came out of. But the people that I shared DNA with. That I shared the genetics with. They had me. They made sure that I, when I looked in the mirror that I knew that I was the shit. When I looked in the mirror I knew that I was shit. Now, sometimes he was a he was a brother. And he said a little shit to me. Called me chubby. Called me fat. Called, you know. Man, he fucked around and called me a bitch one day. We got into it. I was a teenager. I wasn't no kid. I was a teenager. Because so I had said something to him about uh, dropping out of school. I was like, you need to take your ass to go back to school. And and I knew that it would hurt him. Which is, that's why I said it. My mouth can get reckless sometimes. You piss me off because I, I, I got to learn how to, that's accountability. Regulate my own emotions. If somebody say something I don't like, I'm going to say something worse back to you. Right, that's something that I actively have to work on. So I said that to him because I knew it was going to hurt his feelings. Pissed him off, y'all. He started fucking fighting me in front of his girlfriend. His girlfriend still remembers to that day. She was like, I was so fucking scared for you. And I kept telling her, don't be scared for me. I've been fighting this nigga all my life. Like, I've been fighting this nigga, right? We've been fisting it up. This man has gave me a black eye and everything. Now, when he gave me the black eye, we were not fighting. He actually was in my bed because um, his room was in the basement. Um, and I know that might sound crazy, but we didn't live in Tennessee, okay? The basement was finished. Finished basement. This is in Indiana, in the city. 
his room was in the basement and he was like shit it's kind of cold down there or whatever so he used to come in and in, in, in my room to get in my bed not on that real shit that y'all y'all brothers and uncles be on none of that shit he used to come get in my bed like it's cold in there and so he got in my bed and, and when he got in the bed he kicked me and i had a black eye so we wasn't fighting that day but the nigga did give me a black eye <laughs> but i was fist fighting this man and he called our older brother like, you better get this bitch, man. You better get this bitch. Da, 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 da. And, and my brother got on the phone and he said, um, now you know when you said that, that that was going to piss him off. I said, I know. He was like, he pissed off. Let him calm down. Why are you saying it to him? You know that that was going to hurt his feelings. I'm like, because he's sitting here, what he was trying to do, y'all, was put me out his room so he could, out my room, my room so he could fuck on his girlfriend. Nigga, no, you're not gonna come up in here and fuck on your girlfriend in my fucking room. I don't feel good. I think I was on my cycle. You know what I'm saying? I had bad cycles, y'all. He knew that. He knew that. He used to hold my hair. Let me tell you, balance. This nigga used to know that I would be sickly. Help me get through the sickness at three o'clock in the morning, but still try to fucking kick me out of my room knowing damn while I'm cramping because his fucking girlfriend here. Nigga used to piss me off. <laughs> so I'm like, this nigga, no, I don't feel good. He's trying to put me out of my room. I'm trying to chill because I don't feel great. And he's trying to come up in here with his girlfriend. And I said, no, that's why we got the fighting. And so I had to tussle with this nigga. I'm talking about we tussled, fists and everything. He body slammed me, everything. She was scared as fuck. But I was holding my own with this nigga, okay? Because this nigga taught me how to fight. This nigga taught me how to swim. And so everything he taught me, I used against that ass, okay? <laughs> So we tussling and he called my brother, you know, our oldest brother, whatever. He talked uh, both of us down or whatever. We hugged. He like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry. We did that because we siblings at the end of the day. He not my daddy. He my sibling. So he going to say things that I don't like. He going to say things to hurt my fucking feelings. Is it right? Should your siblings do no shit like that? Nah, but we human beings. We siblings. We petty. We do shit like that. And he, he did those things. But he also poured into me way more. Then he, you know what I'm saying, did a little tip of tat shit. Like, my brother was obsessed when I would, like, get dressed up or whatever. Like, he would be like, oh, shit, man, you look fly as fuck, da-da-da. Because I'm I'm the girl, like, I like to look like a girly girl, but I love a good fucking gym shoe, okay? And my brother loved that I loved a good fucking gym shoe, okay? Because that man would tie my shoes up. If I bought a new pair of shoes, like when I got older, I started working, and I would buy myself a new pair of shoes, I would take them to my brother for him to fix the shoestrings the way that I liked. And Rich, which really was the way that he liked, right? I didn't give a fuck about the shoestrings for real, y'all. I just liked the fact that my brother liked to, liked to do that. You know what I'm saying? He liked to like lace them up a certain type of way. He like, yeah, you gotta wear them like this. That, that shit look fly. <laughs> And so I used to take my shoes to him so he can lace them up this certain type of way so I can wear them like that. And he'd be like, man, them fuck, little motherfuckers fly as fuck. And I used to like wear like boy type of shoes, like, and girly shoes. Like, I just liked a good shoe, but I liked a good gym shoe. So I used to wear like Jordans, but not the motherfuckers you stand in line for. No shit like that. But like, you know what I'm saying? High top little Jordans, like stuff made by Jordan, Nike, whatever. Um, cute shoes, like $40 for a pair. I'm not paying $100 for no fucking shoes still to this day. Still to this day, I'm not doing that shit. But he used to love, like, my style. And he used to hype me up. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he's like, man, that look fly as fuck. Or whatever. So he was my cheerleader. Like, when I graduated high school, you could, that nigga was the loudest nigga in the crowd on my birthday. That nigga was at the door. Like, he, was, he knew how to be supportive. He knew how to have a motherfucker back. He knew how to 
to let somebody else shine. And because he taught me that, I know how to let other people shine. I know how to play the background and let somebody else have their moment. I ain't got to make it about me. People call, oh, why you didn't? Like if somebody called me good news or whatever, um, and I don't tell them my good news instantly, and they find out later, like, why you didn't tell me? I just called. Well, you was telling me something. I ain't. You know, it was about you. Shit. You know what I'm saying? I'll let you have your mama. I'll tell you later. Because, you know, no, don't be, don't be like that. And it's like, I'm not. I'm not being like nothing. I'm really giving you giving you the floor. You know what I'm saying? Letting you shine. Because my brother taught me how to let a motherfucker shine. Even if you felt a type of way towards him. Like, sometimes my brother done felt a type of way towards me. Like, he never treated me weird. But but I, I can read energy. You know, I know that sometimes he felt like, like, a, like, like I was more wanted than he was. He, he said, don't jazz it up again. <laughs> he felt like that I I was loved more than he was. And um, and I hated that. I hated that. And for that reason, I always tried to, like, be in his corner and stuff. Because he was always in my motherfucking corner. Um, whenever my daddy would piss me off or say things to me, my brother would be like, fuck that nigga. Like, when I was younger, he wouldn't say that, but he would be like, I got you, I got you. But once I got older and that filter came off, it was always, fuck that nigga. Now, my other brother, he, when he listened to the podcast, not not my mama's son, but my daddy's son. He might feel a type of way. Sorry, not sorry, though. I love you to death. But they were protecting me. And I ain't never going to let them apologize for that shit. Because this man was beating me down verbally. I was a little-ass girl. And my brothers wasn't taking that shit. You might have been able to do and say some shit to them, but you wasn't fucking with me like that. And they made sure that I felt that, and I did. And for that reason, I don't let that man fucking talk to me no type of way. I don't let him treat me no fucking type of way because my brothers taught me that I deserved better. Ain't that fucking crazy that your own fucking daddy is the nigga to not to teach, is, is not the nigga to teach you that you deserve better, but the nigga to show you what you don't want out of a man. That's crazy, y'all. That's crazy, but that that's life. That's my life. But my brother showed me, like, fuck that nigga. I got you. When I said in the, the Side Baby podcast that my brother paid for my graduation announcements just for me to send them to people who didn't give a fuck I existed. Facts. Real fucking facts. My lights were off in our house when I graduated high school. <clears throat> I'm not crying, y'all. My voice doing some weird shit ever since I woke up this morning. <clears throat> I, when I graduated high school, um, our lights was off. And I remember texting my godmama, my godbrother, like, y'all don't got to come. Y'all don't got to come. My lights off. You know, I was embarrassed. And my brother seen that. And his light bill was due too. But you know what he did? He went and paid that shit. Because there's somebody who didn't graduate now. My brother could have been a hater and said, fuck you. Shit, I didn't even get a chance to graduate. Shit, my mama signed me out of school and threw me off on my other brother. Because that's how he felt. You know what I'm saying? And, and he's saying that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> but that's what he was saying. But instead of being a sibling that's a hating ass motherfucker and trying to, you know, make me the villain with a situation I could, couldn't control, my brother had emotional intelligence enough to know that his sister wasn't the villain. Like his sister didn't do it. He, he knew enough about what was going on to not make it my problem and my fault. He stepped up for me every time. 
You know what I'm saying? He um, taught me how to finish driving. He used to let me drive his vehicle, even when he had some big-ass rims. If y'all know anything about my brother, my brother had some big-ass rims. And he'd be like, don't scratch my shit up. <laughs> but he would let me drive his cars. And, you know, if I if he had it, I had it. Even if I had a child and I wasn't working, I was on my six weeks and I wasn't yet, like, comfortable with asking Leo for things. It's crazy as hell, though. That was crazy. But <laughs> I wasn't comfortable with asking no other man for things because I had brothers or whatever. Um, so... I called my brother like, can you pay my phone bill? He like, here go my card number. That's how much he trusted me, y'all. That man gave me his card number. But we had an understanding that I would never, I'm not finna, you know what I'm saying, use that man card like that. I took the card number, paid my phone bill, never used it again. Never used it again. And he trusted me to do that. He like, I'm gonna send you the money, da, da, da. He like, here go my card number. The man even gave me his social security number for the parent plus loan for college. For college. He was willing to take on my student loans so that I could get a chance to do something that, that nobody gave him a chance to do. That's that's what that's that's who my brother was. So he even did that. Like he used to go above and beyond. Cause he knew my fucking daddy wasn't gonna do it. Think my daddy ever offered up his social security number for me to go to school? Hell nah. Nah, the nigga complained when he had to buy me a goddamn book. The nigga complained when I needed him to fix the car that my mama bought and the part that I bought and then paid him to do the work. Toxic ass shit that I'm not going to continue to stand for. And if you have a problem with that, and if you think that it is something wrong with me protecting myself and my children, then you can exit my life as well. That go for anybody. But back to what I was saying. My brother was that dude. Paid the paid the light bill so that I wouldn't be in the fucking dark on my graduation. And stood and came and still attended my graduation with a smile on his face, even though he had made a sacrifice. And he had children at this time. He had a daughter. But he made that sacrifice. He might have had a son on the way. Did he have a son on the way? I think I think she was pregnant. <laughs> still took that money and paid that phone bill for me. He did that for me. He didn't have to do that shit. But he didn't want me to, to go through the things that he went through. If he could prevent that from happening to me, that's what the fuck he was going to do. If my mama never bought me a car, I bet you. I'm willing to bet you money my brother would have bought me a fucking car. He used to send me pictures of cars all the time and be like, you would look so cute in this. He was, he was that dude. <laughs> you would look cute as hell in this car. I, I think I, I'm going to look for a car like that. I forgot what kind of car it was. It was like a, damn, what was it? It was like a Dodge something. It was like a little two-door coupe looking car. I don't know if that, coupes are two doors? I don't know, y'all. I know, I'm a car person. But it was like a two-door little car. It was cute. It was, I think it was made by Dodge, I want to say. He was like, I'm going to find that car for you. Like, that car will really be cute on you. Um, but my mama ended up buying me a car. And so, I didn't, I didn't need him to buy me a car. Um... But he, things like that he would think about. Stuff that he shouldn't even been fucking thinking about doing no shit for me. He had his own kids and he my brother. He not my daddy. But like my daddy didn't step up or like my daddy used to call. Um, like once other time we didn't have no lights. I called my daddy and I'm like, we ain't got no lights in the house. This man starts laughing and said, what the fuck you want me to do about it? I'm, and I told him exactly what the fuck I wanted. I want you to pay the bill. 
if I pay your bill, my life's going to be off. So I'm supposed to stay in the cold for you. And I'm thinking to myself, duh, I'm your fucking kid. What do you mean? You supposed to be in the cold for me. Hell yeah. My mama would do it. My brother done did it. You telling me you can't do it? That's crazy that you wouldn't even make a sacrifice like that for your children. You laugh in my face and you think that I'm supposed to fucking have some affinity for you? I don't. <laughs> I don't. My brother's always going to get way more respect. So my brother passed before I got married. Now, ever since I was younger, you know, because girls dream about their wedding day. Because they they condition us to want that more than any fucking thing. And so when I dreamed about my wedding day, I dreamed about my brothers walking me down the aisle. Now, I got that partially. One of my brothers was able to do that, and I'm thankful for that. But it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be, all of them was supposed to be involved. involved. And and what I pictured in my head is, it's kind of what happened. My brother's son, you know, took the place of my brother's energy. But it was supposed to be Rashawn walking me up, giving me to Quincy, and Quincy giving me away. I'm going to call him Quincy because that's what y'all know him as. That is not his name any longer. That was, that's how it was supposed to be. It was always supposed to be like that. So when it turned out to be like that, my daddy thought that it was a personal attack against him. You were never walking me down the aisle. That was never my dream. My dream was for my brothers to do that because those are the people who covered me. Those are people who protected me. Those are the people who showed me the most love. And when I thought about the person who deserved to hand me off to a man who is also supposed to protect me and love me and, and care for me, I was going to let that be done by the niggas who cared and loved and protect me. Not by the person who clearly don't really give a fuck if I eat on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why would I do that? You don't deserve that. My brothers deserve that shit. And I let them have that. So my plan was for my brother to walk me down. He, did, he didn't get to do that, obviously. Um, But his son, his son stood up and, and took that place. Now, his son is, was a a little boy so you know he's not a teenager but still he did that my niece was in a wedding my niece and nephews you know was in my wedding um you know that boy was missing because that's that's what i dreamed for my day like that was probably the most exciting part because what i dreamed they they walked me down um and then they say who gives this woman away and i wanted my brothers to stand up and say we do we do because they did that shit together as a unit and they didn't always agree right because <laughs> Bruchon was like the cooler brother like because we were closer in age so though he was protective and he was on some big brother shit he still was like he still had more time to get to know me where my other brother like if he seen something and he thought I was being fast or like doing something inappropriate he would be on my ass and Bruchon would be like nigga you don't know your sister he kept telling him that you don't know her. You don't know her. You don't know her. And what he meant by that was she's a lot more mature than what you think she is. She's a lot smarter than what you're giving her credit for. He's since learned that, y'all. He's since learned that and beyond. And he, he's acknowledged that. He knows that. But he didn't get an opportunity to get to know me for a person. He knew me as a little bitty baby, and that's how he looked at me. And it took him it took him a while to take them, them 
you know, the baby, you know, that you just changed a diaper and, and, you, and you taught me things and you took me to my first day of kindergarten and, you know what I'm saying, and you, and you used to be my daddy, essentially. He had to take that off to see me for the woman that I was. My other brother was able to come to that. Sean was able to come to that conclusion a lot sooner because he had more time to spend with me and learn me and, and know and plus, he kind of took that as a personal attack when our oldest brother would be like, call and be like, what the fuck you letting go on down there? What you, you letting her do this and you letting niggas do that? Da, 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 da. And he'd be like, nigga, chill. He thought that was a personal attack against him because he like, I taught her how to hold her own. I taught her how to protect herself. I taught her how to handle these niggas. I taught her that. So he, he used to be like a personal attack on her. They arguing, you know, like not hard, you know, they not into it, but you know, they got a difference in opinion. Cause he like, what you letting going on? He like, nigga, I promise you she got it. I taught her how to have it. You know what I'm saying? That's who my brother was. Always in protective mode. Even when he didn't want to be. Even when he wasn't supposed to be, cause that wasn't his job. He had me. And I acknowledge that then. And I'm going to always acknowledge it to the day that I see him again. I'm not crying, y'all. I promise you. Please. <laughs> um, but I wanted to make sure I, I, I did an oath to him. And I mean, it's, it's so much more to my brother. It's so much more to my brother than that. You know what I'm saying? He was he was a good dad. Made mistakes like everybody else, but he was a good dad at the end of the day. He loved his kids. He wanted best for his kids. And I was told that some of his last words were, you got to get me out of here. I got kids. So they, he was thinking about his kids to the moment that he passed, y'all. And I want my niece and nephew to know that. I want my nephew to know that. He didn't say, I got a daughter. Okay? He said, I got kids. You and your sister. He was worried about both of y'all. And he wanted to survive for y'all. Because he was a good fucking daddy at the end of the day. The same love that he showed to me growing up, he showed that to my niece. The same way he liked to see me get dolled up, he dolled my niece up. He bought her cute outfits with tutus and made sure that I did a hair cute. And he made sure she looked beautiful all the time. You know what I'm saying? He gave his daughter that same type of love that he gave me. And he tried, you know, his plan was, because his son was only two, his plan was to to give his son that 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 tough love. Um, but the love that he got from our older brother. My brother was hard body. My brother was not never in a gang. Um, my brother, to my knowledge, never was like, I'm sure he tried to attempt to smoke weed because like, who who didn't? I, I mean, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't smoke weed in high school and I didn't attempt to either. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't interested. And I wasn't interested because I never seen my brothers do it. Um, they were big influences in my life. Little do they know. I watched them. I watched how they treat women. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm shun. Mm, a little loose. A little loose. I'm be honest. I'm be honest. A little loose. Doing a little too much. Now, I didn't see Quincy do that because, like I said, he's much older than me. So, I wasn't watching him in that way. I wasn't, you know, he wasn't dating around me like that, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't see that from him. But I seen Bushan. Date, had little girlfriends, new girlfriend here, new girlfriend here, I'm trying to fuck on this girl, sneaking bitches in the basement, you know, what boys do, <laughs> what teenagers do, because she was doing shit too, what teenagers do, 
I'm pretty sure he he skipped that class to go fuck on his girlfriend. <laughs> okay. Um, but he did things just like all the other teenagers. But my brother grew up to be a hell of a fucking man to to have had the trauma that he had to have felt thrown away the way he felt thrown away. I'm gonna be honest. He felt thrown away. To 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 be like that and to still help my mom and to still help me, even though he felt like he was thrown away for me and my dad. And that he's still stuck in there. Helped my mama with bills, helped me with college. My brother, and oh, I never, I, I bet not leave this out. My brother is the person who packed up my shit, packed his car up, asked my cousin, um, one of my cousins to uh, his truck and took me to college. It was last minute. I was supposed to go to community college. They were fucking around. I applied to another college. My brother Dexter paid for that um, application. I applied. They let me in conditionally, meaning that I can only take a certain amount of hours. I couldn't take over 12 hours because I was a C student, C average student, not a C average person. Y'all got to learn that the, the school and how they scale people is contingent on how they teach you. If you don't learn the way that they taught you, then that is a problem. That doesn't make somebody a C person. I was a C student. Didn't learn the way they wanted me to learn. All right. So I was I was accepted into Austin P conditionally. My brother was still excited for me. He was still happy for me. He packed me up. He didn't ask nobody for gas money. Didn't ask me for shit. Packed me up, moved me in, and told me be careful told me he loved me, told me if I needed anything to let him know. I'm sure he called our other brother and told, you know, our big brother, I, I dropped off, I got her. You know, and they continue to call me and text me and check on me while I was at school to make sure I was good. They sent me money. You know what I'm saying? If I ever needed him to come down, best believe he was going to pull up. My brother was my person, y'all. My brother was the person that if I travel out of town, I sent him my location or I told him where I was going because I knew that if a motherfucker wanted to snatch me up, they was going to have to, they was going, they was going, it was going, it was going to be a fight they was going to have to put up with. That nigga was going to come find me. So if I never sent nobody else my location, I sent him my location. When I would go out of town, when I first started dating Leo, I would send my brother the address and be like, I'm, I'm going to Murfreesboro this weekend. He would be like, okay. And he never questioned, why are you telling me? Nah, he would be like, okay, cool. I would send him my my uh, location when, when I, you know, when the phones was able to start doing that. Because I knew if nobody was going to come find me, that nigga was going to come find me. He was going to come find me. He was my person. I didn't realize that till he was gone. That how much I depended on his presence how much I depended on him just being around and being there. And you don't you don't realize that a lot of times with people because, damn, my throat, y'all. <clears throat> you don't realize that a lot of times with people because they're always there. They're always there for you. So you don't remember, you don't realize that, damn, when they gone, that's my person. That's crazy as hell. I didn't realize that. When I had my son, he was blowing Leo's phone up. How my sister doing? How my sister doing? He couldn't wait for me to post pictures. He sent me text messages like, you know, uh, telling me like, I am thinking about you and I do want to come see my nephew. I just don't have the financial, you know, to, to, to go out of town right now. 
I lived like three hours away. Um, he was like, I, I don't got it right now, but when I get it, I'm coming. But I, I came to him. It was cool. Because I know that if he could come, he would come. I knew that. He already proved that ten times over. I know that if he could come, he going to pull up. So I pulled up on him instead. That was the last time I ever seen my brother, by the way. We're not even going to talk about that. But <clears throat> I pulled up on him with my nephew. I mean, <laughs> with my nephew. With my son, his nephew. And I got pictures of him. And I made sure that he seen my son before he left this earth. You know what I'm saying? For that reason, my my uh, second-born son, his middle name is Bushan. And, man, if he don't act like my brother, I don't know who do. Okay? <laughs> He, he be acting like him sometimes. Like, like, boy, I gave you the wrong name. You doing all the shit that he used to get on, they used to get on my nerves about that nigga. <laughs> but um, I knew that he was going to pull up. Times that I called him where my daddy done did something. Like, my daddy drugged my mama down the fucking hallway one time by her hair. This nigga thought that shit was going to fly because I'm his daughter. I guess he thought I wasn't going to do shit. I called my uncles and I called my brothers. And I called 911. Nigga, yeah, I did that. You can go tell your family that I called the police on you. I sure the fuck did what the fuck you thought I was going to do? Let you beat on my motherfucking mama in my face? Hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. I called my uncles. I called my brothers. And I called the fucking police. Let me tell y'all. My brother didn't have a car. Why the fuck did my brother get there in the same amount of time frame as the police, y'all? On foot. <laughs> on foot. My nigga walked up. The police was like, they got there a little sooner than my brother. Like, they was walking up the same time. So, when the police walked up, they, you know, police be intimidated. Like, whoa, what was going on? My brother said, I came here to beat that nigga ass. What you mean? I came here to put my foot up his ass. What? And the police told my brother like this, look, if I was by myself, I'd let you, you know what I'm saying? I'd let you get at that guy. But I got some other officers here. They ain't, they ain't with that. So, we, we going to take them in. But whatever happens after, you know what I'm saying, this man get out, can't, I don't know nothing about it. My brother was like, damn. My brother bought my cousins and his friends. They, they about to stump a hole in that nigga. Now, I know y'all ain't like, damn, that's your daddy. Hey. Hey. I can't have no love and, and, and no uh, sympathy for somebody who, who never had none for me. You know what I'm saying? Somebody who's taken more things away from me than they have given me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I called my brother. I sure the fuck did. And I called my oldest brother, too. I called all the men that I felt loved my mama and the police. I called her brothers. I called my brothers. Because I knew that that man was going to pull up. And he did. On foot. Put the motherfucking, uh, as he would say, Flintstones to the pavement. Okay? <clears throat> and got his ass over there. Because you got his mama fucked up. It mean issues that he had with my mama and how he felt. You had his mama fucked up at the end of the day. <laughs> but that's who my brother was, y'all. That's who he was. And and I wish that he was here in the body. He'd be here in the spirit. But I wish that he was here in the flesh. Because, man, life would be a little different. It would be so different. Like, my kids would have both their uncles. They would, they would know a love... Um, that I that I knew, you know what I'm saying. I had I had both of them, you know, and they don't get to to get that from um, the other uncle, like they get from their oldest 
you know, uncle. They don't get to get that. And my my dad's son, he comes visits. He's a truck driver. He comes to visit, and they they are starting, to, you know, to know him a lot more. We didn't grow up in the house together, as I said. Um, our relationship was never never fickle. He is also thirteen years older than me. Um, and actually, him and my mother's son uh, both share a birthday. They are not brothers. The only thing they have in common is me. I am both their sisters, but they are not brothers, but they are birthday twins. They are exact same age. Okay? <laughs> so I have to call two people on May 8th <laughs> and be like, happy birthday. And make sure my boys, you know, tell both their uncles happy birthday. But they, 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 you know, they miss out on, on Bashan. And, um, but they, they still know him all the same. Like, they talk about him like he's here because they know they've seen pictures and they know their cousins. They know Armani. They know Bryson. And they they know who he is and and who he was in my life. And you'll catch them. And I have to tell them, like, y'all y'all don't talk like that around, you know, Monty and Bryson because I, I haven't told, you know, my niece and nephew that I was, you know, a medium and that I could do those things and that I've, you know, consulted with their father and the spirit and stuff like that. I hadn't told them that those things because um, I didn't really feel like, you know, I don't know how my nephew's mother feels about that um, per se. And, and uh, my niece, I just, I just hadn't told her yet. She's a big girl and, and her mother is, is fine with that. But um, I just hadn't, I, I guess I wasn't ready for the conversation. Um, but because sometimes me and my niece in a room together and I think that we both be feeling his spirit and sometimes we just be crying. That's my girl, y'all. <laughs> That's my fucking girl right there. My brother left me some. He left me them kids, okay? Like, they're my babies. My nephew, beautiful. Like, Della boy is so sweet. He's so special. He's so, like, respectable. I mean, obviously those things are attributed to his mother. Because my brother's not here to, to instill those things in him. But beautiful child. Like, easy going. He come to my house any fucking time. That nigga can eat though, but he come to my house anytime. He don't. He not chaotic. He not problematic. Like you know, he had little spats with his cousins or whatever. Cause you know he only child, so he not used to motherfuckers always being in his face and being in his face and you know what I'm saying. But beautiful, my niece, beautiful. Like my brother definitely left me something to hold on to, and and I can't be mad at that. Love to see them coming. Hate to see them going. Uh, sometimes I hate to look at them because damn, they look just like them, and and it's hard to see that sometimes. But I love to see it though. But, um, but yeah, I just I just wanted to get on here and like tell y'all about one of the men that um that was like a big big part of my life, still is a part of my life, and the things that he has taught me taught me how to swim. A lot, it's a lot of black people that don't even know how to swim. My brother's on the swim team. Taught me how to swim. So I can survive, y'all. I can survive. I ain't no Olympic swimmer, baby. But I can swim. I can survive, okay? And for that reason, that reason alone, I thank him for that. <laughs> and man made sure I knew how to swim before he left. Before he left the house. He threw me in. It was a little traumatic. Threw me in. But he ain't let me drown. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> ah, but yeah so I just want to tell my brother I love you I thank you I appreciate everything that you did for me bro alright y'all I have to uh, pause that to shed some tears 
Um, but yeah, this is my letter to you, bro. Love you. Sincerely, Ellie C.